Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast. We simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services. And if you need to get more information on the church, you can go to calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready, we'll be in the book of Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25 as we look at the announcement of the birth of Jesus to Joseph. Here's the second half of this two-part study. That is a man of compassion because he cared about her reputation. He could have taken and said, hey, go get the people from the town square, we gotta stone somebody. He was a man of compassion. But as considered these things, verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him dreaming, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear, take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So like most of us, when things are going bad, what do we do? Sleep. You start feeling bad, you don't want to deal with stuff, what do you do? Sleep. Joseph decides, I'm going to bed. Now, we're not told this is Gabriel. We're just told this is an angel that comes to speak to, uh, to Joseph. But he appeared to him, and he tells him. He gives him confirmation that, that she's conceived is from the Holy Spirit. Do not fear. It's woven in the womb. And it goes back to that verse in Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold... The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Supernatural birth. In verse 21, she will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Probably one of the most important verses in the Bible. Why? Because you get the whole purpose of why Christ came. This is why. When you look at the Christmas story, you can't leave out Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. We have hope because Jesus was born. We have the end of the story. We know Jesus was was crucified. He died and was resurrected. But they had 400 years of silence. And and now this this prophecy is being fulfilled. And the two people that have to bear uh, the weight of this is going to be Mary and Joseph. Because from the time they're, they're walking the earth until the time they go home to be with Christ, they have to deal with that reputation of, that's not, her, that's not Joseph's child. She had adulterous relationship. Or they got, they, before they were married, something happened. And so they had to deal with that all the way until they go home to be with Christ. And, and the thing that's to re, important for us to remember is they're raising Jesus. Both Joseph and Mary both need to be saved from their sins. And we talked about that in Luke chapter uh, 1 as we talked about Mary as she exalted him. And, and magnify Him, glorify Him, not me. You don't pray to Mary. It does you know, she's not listening to you. She's with her Son in heaven. 
You're praying to something that is just an inanimate object, an idolatry. It's what it is. And I said that to you this weekend. How come every time I ever went to a Catholic church, Mary's like this, and Jesus is on the cross crucified still? And I'm like, what's wrong with the picture here? And that's as a child. They both needed to be saved from their sins. Both Joseph and Mary. He would be the one that would provide salvation for them. We know in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6-7, through 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. If you ever want to start a prayer, that's, how, that's a great way to start your prayer. <laughs> Just... Lord, I come, I come before you. You're, you're, you're the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I'm a sinner. I need to confess my sins. And then you go into your thanksgiving and supplication. So often we jump right into our prayer requests, right? Of increase of his government uh, and peace, and there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and of his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time for forward even forever the zeal of the lord of the host will perform this in verse 21 it, it says and she will bear a son and he shall call his name jesus for he will save his people from their sins that's why jesus was born and it comes in the fullness of time in galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 7 but when the fullness of time had come god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoptions of Son, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. I hope that you remember that, that you're a son or a daughter of Jesus. You're no longer a slave to the things of this world, so don't put yourself back into those, Right? Some of us are trying to put the, the jewelry back on, and all it is is just chains that the devil's holding. You think it's a nice little wrist bracelet, and it's a chain of unforgiveness. Or let me put on this nice necklace, and it's a chain of addiction, of pornography, of alcohol, and the devil's got you again. Don't go back to those things. You're a son. You're a daughter. We're, we're, we're saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, In him we have a redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of his sins according to the riches of his grace. It's the grace of God, the grace that we all need every day. The grace, as soon as you wake up, you're just, man, Lord, I need grace. As soon as you get in your car, Lord, you're going to get on that road, you know somebody's going to upset you. I need grace. We're messed up. You know, there are times when we need to get right with God. There's times when we're, we're pursuing holiness, pursuing righteousness, but we fall into things. Well, you need to know there's grace for the journey. You need to repent and just get back right with God. In John 3, 19, it says, and this, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The light has come into this world, and he's called you to be the salt and the light. And yet, a lot of times what happens is people love to choose the darkness over the light. The only time we can find peace is, is, is with Christ. In Isaiah 48, verse 22, it says, There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. If you sow into wickedness, it's impossible for you to reap peace. Okay? 
The only way you're going to reach peace is through repentance. You keep sowing into that thing that's sin, you need to repent. That's when you'll find peace, when you turn back to Christ. He came to save us from our sins. And we need to be careful we don't try to go right back to them. Remember, He forgives our sins as, as far as from the east is from the west. In Psalm 103, 12. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. One of my favorite verses is in Psalm 40, verse 2. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock and established my steps. He saves us. He pulls you out of that, that, that mud and muck and puts you on the rock. Verse 22, it says, And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And that goes back to Isaiah 7, verse 14. It's, it's being fulfilled, the word, of the word of God being fulfilled. Remember, we told y'all that the, that's why we, we spent the whole teaching on the prophecies of Christ. To establish and, and give you a foundation to know that God's word will be fulfilled. And behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The virgin, and we talked about that. Luke covered that, that word in the Greek, virgin. What does it mean? Virgin. It didn't mean yada like it was in the Hebrew Written in Isaiah 7:14, Yada meant a woman of age of, of, of 17 to 20. But Luke made sure twice that he covered it as virgin in the Greek. Because he was a physician, he was a doctor. He didn't want any questions that she was a virgin. And we looked at that and we talked about that, that, that wonderful verse in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For, for with God nothing will be impossible. You know, it, 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 we have to remember that it was Abraham and Sarah that were 80 to 90 years old, somewhere in that period, and, and she has a baby. We just read about Zechariah and, and Elizabeth. Advanced in, her, advanced in her years. Something a man, like I told you, don't say that to your wife. She's well advanced. I don't know how this is going to happen. We shouldn't say that. We forget that a, a, a donkey talked, Right? Balaam, we can't forget these things. God can, can have the Israelites walk across the Red Sea and, and this is not possible with God. It's essential in our beliefs. And I love that, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus Christ, an incarnate deity. The essence of, of what Christmas is about is about Christ. It's about Him coming to save us because we are sinful we need a Savior. There's no other way for us to pay that debt. You can't earn it. You can't. Man, I had a grandmother that was, great-grandmother that was a prayer warrior. Did prison ministry till her 90s and prayed for us. She never got to see that prayer answered. She knew we needed a Savior. She prayed for each of her grandkids. Each of them. Grandma Edmonds. Just as sweet as she could be. First time I ever prayed with my wife was with Grandma Edmonds before I went to the Gulf War. Never prayed with my wife. Ever. I wasn't even walking with God then. She's like, come on, grab your wife's hand, let's pray. We're going to pray for God's safety over you. And when Joseph woke from his sleep, verse 24, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. But he knew, uh, knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. 
One of the things I love about this is Joseph's obedience. So you see that he's a righteous man. He's an obedient man. He's a compassionate man. You want an example of somebody to be like in the Bible? Joseph. As, as husbands, as fathers, as men. And I love that. He gets up and he does exactly what the Word was given to him. And as a pastor, oh, we love that. When somebody tells me, man, I, I read this and I'm going to do it, I'm like, man, praise God. Praise God. Because we, we want you to actually allow the Word of God to be applied in your life. So what is our application? And we'll finish it here. A couple things. As we've gone over the, the Christ and the Christmas story, one of the things that stuck out to me was Zachariah, Elizabeth, Mary, and Joseph and their character. Their, their character as, as, as men and women. Zechariah and Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1, verse 6, it says, And they were both righteous before God and walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. Mary, in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Joseph, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. We see uh, Joseph also being very compassionate, obedient, and righteous. But do you understand that there's a reason God picked them? There's a reason God picked Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph because they were walking in obedience with God. They were doing the will of God daily. And, and for us, how is your walk with Christ today? Today. I, I don't want to hear about Christmas that it's, okay, well, Christmas is here, I need to get right. Oh, Easter's here, I need to get right. No. How is your walk daily? Your relationship daily? We should like thrive to want to be righteous and highly favored and just. That should be something we should all desire. Because let me tell you something. When you're humble like Mary, man, God can use you. When you're obedient like Joseph, God can use you. When you're walking, and I've told my wife, God, if you want to give her, if you want to make her an Elizabeth, and she said no. But I'm like, Lord, you do it. We have to look at, 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 at this and, and ask ourselves, how is my relationship with Christ today? Second application. Thought you were only getting one. Right? Second application. Zechariah and Elizabeth raised John the Baptist. Mary and Joseph raised Jesus. We see the influence of these two men. How is your character in developing your kids in a godly manner? How are you modeling that behavior around your children? Are you teaching these kind of characteristics, these attributes to your kids? Are you being Christ-like? we got work to do. If we read that first statistics that we look at, if we have single-parent homes, that means the church has responsibility to come alongside somebody who's a single mother, to come along somebody who has no parent in the home. They're being raised by grandparents or uncles or aunts. It's our responsibility to do that. They need a godly man. And there, there's a reason God said husband and wife, because it takes two people. It takes a village to raise kids. It's a church. 
It's a church. When I look at my kids, I look at my son Matthew and I say, it's not because of us as parents, it's because of the church. They were there when we weren't there. As parents, they need that example. Look to, to, to Zachariah and Elizabeth and, and look to Joseph and Mary and think to yourself, like, Lord, how can I be a better parent? What do I need to work on? Because I can tell you, if you're not doing the first one, the second one's a train wreck. Okay? If you're not walking with God, the parenting thing is going to be a train wreck. It's going to come off the rails. Because they don't see an example of Jesus Christ in their life. They're questioning, are you really walking with God? Last thing. One of the things I love about the compassion of Joseph was the biblical love that he displayed. Biblical love. Sacrificial love. Agape love. He chose... He didn't go by his emotions and feelings. He chose to stay married to Mary. Okay? It is, it is so easy. And, and you can look at this and go, well, Joseph, you know, he, he, if he was going by his emotions and feelings, he probably would have divorced her. See, biblical love is not when life is sunshines and rainbows, when the marriage is going good, when your health is good. Biblical love is not when the kids are doing well and the house is doing fine. Biblical love, when it gets tested the most, is when you're having problems in your marriage. There's communication issues. Are you going to show that sacrificial love, that agape love, like Joseph, to your wife? Are you going to walk away from the argument and just go tune out, put on something, and we'll deal with it another time? Because biblical love deals with it. Biblical love says, you know what, I love you because this is the problem with our, our culture today. This is the problem with the church today. We are told that we are supposed to give you love and truth. It's not just a God of love, it's a God of truth. And there's truth in telling you that you hurt me. And you need to hear that. Because it was not biblical love that you gave me. You didn't treat me that way. You have to be able to be real in your relationship. And the times it gets tested is when your kids are struggling. Your kids are addicted to something. Your kids are, are, are hanging out with ki other kids and they're getting in trouble. That's when your biblical love is going to be tested. And you're going to tell them, oh, I just love you. It's okay. No, give them truth with the love. That's the problem with the culture today. Oh, I want to be a girl. Well, you're not going to be a girl till you're 18 because you're not doing it in this house because it goes against what God's Word says. And let me show you where it says that. That's the reality of it. And once you walk away from my house, I have no control over what you do. But as far as I'm concerned, when you're here in this house, we walk with God. As for me and the Lord, we're going to follow the Lord. This house will follow God. But they need to hear love. Yes, He's a God of love, but He's also a God of truth. And that biblical love will be tested when, when, when the sunshine's turned to storms. And you haven't seen a rainbow in your marriage in months. And it's also biblical love at work with co-workers. Somebody's stealing something? Hey, man, you better say something. Dude, hey, I, man, I've known you for 10 years, bro. You can't steal copper. Don't do that. And, and a lot of times, guess what? They come to church. They sit right next to us. They play church. But if, I, if that's my brother in Christ, if that's my brother, if I don't tell him, hey, that's wrong, man, you can't do that. 
See, the thing that Joseph did is Joseph didn't decide based upon his emotions and feelings. Joseph chose to love Mary. Agape love. Sacrificial love. We cannot, cannot, cannot just share God of, of love. We have to share truth. We have the Word of God, which is truth. We have Jesus Christ, which is truth. And we have to be willing to, to get... You know what? Discipleship is a funny thing. It gets, it gets messy. You know why? We're all sinners. Marriage gets bumpy. Been married 37 years coming up this year. Got married at 17. 22 years of it, a train wreck. We stopped, we stopped getting into the minutia of the small stuff and just started, just started choosing to love each other biblically based on what God's Word says. Now, it's not all perfect. There are times when Mike steps right into the minefield and says something. I, have to, I get corrected. But I appreciate it enough that she loves me to say, hey, you, you, that hurt. Or I feel like you're not listening to me. That's one that men get all the time. Put down the remote, put down the tablet, put down the phone, and look at her. Listen. Because if you, if you love her biblically, you want to hear from her. You don't hear from somebody when you're doing this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're passive listening. I better stop. I can see y'all are like, man, Lord, please stop. Application. Real quick, and we'll, we'll close it here. How is your walk with Christ, your relationship with Christ? As a parent, are you teaching the attributes and the character and being Christ-like in your home? And you know what? The fruit of the Spirit, it starts with what? Love. None of the other fruit happens without what? Love. We need to make a choice if we're going to love biblically or we're going to love like the, like the world. Because love like the world has got us into the mess that we're in right now. You're loving them right into sin because they're not getting the truth with it. And that's something that we need to remember. In our marriages, in our families, it's a sacrificial love. We choose to love. And that's what Joseph did. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for today. We do pray, and I, I thank you for just... <laughs> it's funny, that last little bit came this afternoon. As I think about the birth of Christ, I saw my daughter just hurting as her child is sick. And back and forth to the doctor the last 72 hours. And the care that's there. The biblical love. And that's Jesus. He, he was totally dependent on Joseph and Mary. And I pray that's something that we have more of in our lives. That we choose to love people the way that Christ loved us. I thank you so much for, for Oscar and Liz. I pray for their church. I pray for uh, just their time with family. I, I ask that you be with Liz as she is uh, mourning. Um, just bring peace to her heart, Lord. Be with my brother Oscar. I, I love him to death. He has such a good heart and has been just a great example and, and disciple, somebody who's discipled me, him and Mike. It, it is always an honor to actually, uh, do ministry besides them. And, and be able to serve with them. It was always learning and seeing what an example of a family is and, and seeing what an example of a husband and wife is and that sacrifice that they give. And I, and I pray that we all have that. I pray that 
you know, we, I, uh, the last thing I want you to do is walk out of here feeling guilty. You know, at the end of the day, what we do is, is, is Jesus came to save us of our sins. And if we're in a place where we've been sinful or we're in a place where we've been argumentative, we're in a place where we're just going, Lord, I have no idea how this is going to get fixed. I just tell you to look at the scripture. It tells you that, that with God, all things are possible. And I believe that he does. The possible today. What we think is impossible, God does. God does. And I pray that we would remember that. Celebrate Christ. Celebrate Christ. We thank you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is, uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.